Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. So it's a great day uh, this morning. It's great to be with my co-host, Stephanie Wesco. And uh, Stephanie, what's going on with you this morning? Good morning, Doug. Well, you know what? I'm cold, but I'm awake. So we'll, we'll just take it where we are and rejoice in the Lord. Yeah, so I wanted to come right out and apologize to you folks out there making it a double song day yesterday. But I thought we needed the Lord, and I think we need to fly away. So we made it a double song day yesterday. Sometimes, I'm just, I'm not going to call any names, but one of the two of us is a little dogmatic about her songs at times. And that's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to point to anybody. You got any idea what I'm talking about here, Stephanie? None, Doug. I am completely clueless where you are. So she doesn't know who I'm talking about either, and it's not part of the production team. So it would either it'd be one of us, and uh, and I don't want to have to tell her that it's her. But hey, was that song "Lord I Need You"? Was that a good song? And I just like that song. I'll fly away. I think about you know Stephanie. Honestly, all joking aside, I think about the day that we're going to fly away. I think about the day, and and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Uh, wouldn't that be great if we met our dead relatives that were all alive and on their way to heaven with us? I mean, you got to admit that would be pretty cool. I mean, have you ever thought about that? Yes, I have thought about that. I think about it obviously way more now. And um, yeah, it's, it's an amazing thing to think about. Um, but you know, that song talks about flying away in death so I liked, you know, you have to sing that song and remember it could happen either way. Either way. And here we are getting hermeneutics on our Christian songs from Stephanie this morning. And, and I'm okay with that, you know, and she is, she is a song Nazi. I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie to you about that. And, uh, you know, I, I may be, I'm a little bit, uh, I, you know what? I'm a, I'm conservative with my music. I mean, that's pretty true. I, I, I've been known to, uh, you know, uh, sing along with uh, some Gaithers here and there or some other stuff like that. I, you know, I'm not going to lie to the peeps out there. and and uh, But I like good Christian music, no matter what the form is. And I don't even know how we got started on that. It's Psalm 55 is what it is. You know, they're coming after David. He's having to hide. There's, there's junk. And the peeps are coming after us, too. And for full disclosure, so... Uh, just so you guys know, we are so thrilled to have the opportunity to come to you every day with this podcast, and we love hearing from you guys. And once in a while, we get a letter, and we got a bunch of letters uh, about one of our podcasts a couple of weeks ago, so keep them coming. Tell us where you listen from once in a while. PM us, and I know that I did get a note a little while back, a little while back, that some English-speaking nationals, English-speaking nationals were listening to us in Nepal not even missionaries, English-speaking nationals who got saved and uh, 
But can can you imagine uh, that we're being listened to right now by some wonderful folks, saved folks, some brothers and sisters in Christ in Nepal? Uh, they've never been to the United States, so you would think that maybe a missionary led them to the Lord, maybe through music or something like that. But we love hearing from you. We heard from a lady in Hawaii who said listening to us makes her feel like she's at home and and uh, we just love, I love listening every single morning. I walk out my door and start my exercise and rain or shine. I just take an umbrella if it's raining or snowing, you know, I, I'm going, man. I just, I just cut it down to three miles. If it's raining, my feet get wet. My feet get real wet by the three mile mark. And, uh, but anyway, first thing I listen to is our podcast. And I listen to three or four more podcasts among those six miles, usually a total of three and a little bit of a fourth one. And, uh, and, and folks, let me tell you this. I've wasted so much time in my life listening to music when I'm out walking or running or something like that, just to hear God's word first thing in the morning and see the sun coming up. And I got a dog friend who walked about a mile with me today, he walked six miles with me the other day. He walked, uh, uh, so both dogs went six miles and the brown dog went six miles with me again yesterday. And the brown dog only went a mile with me this morning. He looked at me in a disgusted way, but I was pouring my bottle of water in his mouth. I, he looked like he needed a drink and maybe that freaked him out a little bit. I'm not sure, but, uh, I like it when the dogs hang out with me, but, uh, and speaking of dogs, uh, you know, Stephanie has a great dog. So, uh, you know, his name, his name is Thor. I'm going to write a song about him as soon as she grasps the Emmy song and gets that worked out for recording. Uh, that we'll then figure out when the next recording is going to be. She's running from the Emmy song. I, I just got to be upfront with you folks. We, she, it. we sing it. We sing it on, on October 30th. Remember the Emmy song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you change the words, and uh, and uh, that one line doesn't fit in the song. Anyhow, it fits fine in the song. Stephanie, uh, with her anti-confident, but anyway, here we are wasting time. These people are here today to hear the word of God. Uh, they don't need to hear our bickering and things of that nature going on. Bicker, we go on. We don't. We 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 don't bicker. No, we don't. <laughs> We just disagree sometimes. <laughs> yeah, bicker is a little stronger than disagreement. We'll have to look up bicker sometime, maybe by the next podcast. But here's the important thing today. Psalm 55 is still a cry against these deceitful people trying to hurt David. There's so much going on. And, and we're going to start in verse number 12. Uh, at 11, remember that David was talking about the wickedness in the midst of them and deceit and guile. Then he gets to uh, verse number 12. For it was not an enemy that reproached me, and I could have borne it. Neither was it that hated me, that did magnify himself against me. And I would have hid myself from him. But it is, it was thou, uh, mine equal, my guide, and mine acquaintance. He took sweet counsel together, and we walked down to the house of God in company. Let death seize upon them, and let them go down quick into hell. For the wickedness is their dwellings and among them. As for me, I will call upon God, and the Lord shall save me. Evening and morning and at noon will I pray and cry aloud, and he shall hear my voice. He hath delivered my soul in peace from the battle that was against me, for there were many with me. God shall hear and afflict them, even he that abideth of old, Selah. That's kind of cool. Selah's right in the middle of verse 19. Because they have no changes, therefore they fear not God. He hath put forth his hands against such as be at peace with him. He hath broken his covenant. 
The words of his mouth were smoother than butter, but war was in his heart. His words were softer than oil, yet were they drawn swords. Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. But thou, O God, shall bring them down into the pit of destruction. Bloody and deceitful men shall not live out half their days, but I will trust in thee. Boy, that's saying so much. He's talking about what they look like. He's talking about what the enemy's all about. It's, it's kind of scary to realize, as we've said this a hundred times, that David is going through what a lot of us are going through. So thousands of years ago, uh, he, but he, you know what he's doing that I like? He's looking at him circumstances and he's looking up to God to trust him again. He was, he wasn't in denial. He's writing down his circumstances. He's looking at them and, and brethren, we need to do that. Now, what's talking to you in those verses, Stephanie? This Psalm, this Psalm talks. Wow. Um, well, I think there's, you know, we see in verses 12 through 14, David just says, you know, this, th what he's going through came from a source he never would have guessed it would come from. And that has smacked him really, really hard. And, you know, David is asking God in verse 15, it's like he's declaring and saying they need to die. And when he says, let them go down quick into hell, I don't think he's referring hell as in what we think of. I think he's talking death. I think he's talking about Sheol in the sense of, um, how the Hebrews would have related to death um, because he's saying wickedness is in their dwellings. In other words, these people become consumed with wickedness. And I mean, he's, he's making some pretty strong declarations against if to put it in old Testament terms, the Judas in his life, the, the or Judas and his companions, those who have been a part of this betrayal process Um but verses 16 and 17 are underlined in my Bible um, because they're very, very precious. David says, as for me, I will call upon God and the Lord shall save me. He's making a declaration of what he's going to choose to do and then what he's looking to God to do in response. And then he says, evening and morning and at noon will I pray and cry aloud and he shall hear my voice. And I see here a principle and we see this in the life of Daniel, a principle that Three times a day, David took time to cry out to God. And I know I've heard it say, oh, this is, you know, you do this at mealtime, baloney. This has nothing to do with eating. This is nothing. This is, this is, this is prayer. This is supplication. This is getting alone with God three times a day and crying out to him. He doesn't just say, will I pray? He says, will I pray and cry aloud? In other words, this is three times a day. David isn't just you know, a little nonchalant prayer. This is serious getting a hold of God three times a day. Yeah. And he and and he shall hear my voice. And this is a this this verse is something I have to go to when Satan starts those whispers of God's not hearing your cries. Why are you taking the time to do this? Nothing's changing. Nothing and coming back to know this is in God's word. And I'm going to call upon God and I'm trusting him to do what he says he will do. The Lord shall save me. He shall hear my voice. And, you know, if you're in the midst of a trial of coming before God 
And at verse 16, you know, if you're in the midst of a betrayal process where someone you trusted, someone you really looked to um, as a friend, as someone you loved, as someone you cared about, as someone that you thought it was a mutual I've got your back, you've got mine relationship. And I don't mean that in a means of you pat my back, I'll pat yours. I mean, in what a real friendship is based on trust, truth, all of those things. And then they turn on you. Yeah. They go, they go whatever, however they phrase it. And um, that place stinks, that place hurts. And yet going to God and saying, but as for me, I shall call upon God. And where he becomes, God becomes even more precious to you then, because you know, no matter what a human has done to you, God in heaven is still who he says he is. Yeah, that's good. And, and you know what's getting to me, and, and there's a precatory prayer in there. And we don't see a lot of that in the Bible, but when we do see it, it's when extreme duress and, uh, you know, David thinks he's losing his life. He thinks he's losing his case. See, now David represents goodness in the kingdom. David represents godliness, a Judeo belief system. David represents all those things. But, you know, one of the things we forgot to say and really hit on here is Absalom, uh, some may not know this, is David's son. Uh, you know, Absalom hooked up with Ahipophel, and Ahipophel committed suicide. Ahipophel gave Absalom bad news and knew that uh, he was going to be taken out. I mean, they lost the battle. There's so much going on. But you're dealing with Absalom here, and, you know, there's nothing that hurts more than when family messes you over. There's nothing that hurts more than when your family's trying to kill you, than when your family's trying to eliminate you, than when your family is, you know, God made families to, to be a unit together, to be a band of brothers, to make a difference in people's lives. And, and here we are, Stephanie, and his own son, Absalom, is raising an army against him. And, uh, and, and you know, when family comes after you, when family chooses the other side, when family chooses the enemy, when family stinks so bad that, uh, that they pick the enemy over us, uh, you know, there's no better word to say this than they stink. They're knuckleheads and it hurts. And, and David is dealing with that hurt. And there's some people, Stephanie, listening to us right now that know what it's like to have a family that stinks, that know what it's like to have uh, brothers and sisters and maybe uncles and aunts, moms and dads, whatever the case may be, in-laws, whatever the case may be, they're where David is. And the family's bad-mouthing them and talking behind their back. And these people are trying to serve a true and living God, a wonderful God. They're trying to find their way out of the pit. And here are these people who call themselves godly. Here are these people who say they stand on the side of God. Here are these people who do all those things. And they turn around and they stab the backs of their family. And I don't know about you, Stephanie, and I'm fortunate because I, there's maybe I've been a little bit of that in my life, but I think... I think I know a little bit how David feels. I think I know a little bit why David would say a precatory prayer because it's not just family messing him over. It's family trying to kill him. It's family trying to take away his way of life. It's family uh, trying to do a lot of different things. This is more uh, than just, hey, they're bad-mouthing me. This is the kind of stuff where you're hiding in the woods with your peeps. This is where you got your chief of staff figuring out where to send the army. Uh, this is where... The guy who's leading the army is your son. This is where the guy who uh, is advising your son is an old advisor and chief of staff. This is bad times. But in the midst of that, we can find the practical side. The cool thing is, is David saying, you know, my true family is God in heaven. He's the father to the fatherless. 
He's where I'm going. We're going to fix this. We're going to right this wrong. Uh, and I mean, we see that Absalom wasn't in charge of anything. Uh, it, he didn't proceed or he didn't succeed. Uh, David, I mean, how do you feel about that when family messes you over? And, and you've met people that have had family mess you over. That's a that's a pretty horatious pain right there. Or, uh, I mean, what do you think? Well, I think you, you have to ask me that, don't you? Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's there's been few things that I would equate as having hurt every bit as bad as and in some ways, if I can even say this, almost hurt worse than Charles' death. And that has been um, being put in situations by those, <laughs> those who have chosen to, um, yeah. if I can say, exploit Charles' death since his death. And of being in that place of just having, and you know, by nature, I am not someone, I, I want to just love everybody and get along with people. I hate. Total golden retriever person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. hate conflict. But um, as I've told you, you go after my family and you'll see a mother bear come out. And, um, and so I think when, when family betrays you, there is an extra sense or, or someone you really trusted, someone that you really thought had your back. That hurts on a level. Yeah, there's not a lot of words for it. And, um, you know, it left David just reeling, honestly, I think is where he is. And to keep to gain solidification of the ground under his feet, you know, he has to come back to who God is and the fact that God is hearing his cries. Um. And I think remembering that when we cry out to God, David in verse 19 said, God shall hear and afflict them, even he that abideth, for, um, abideth of old. And just trusting God to be your protector, your shield, your vindication. And um, I think there's just something where, where you become, you feel extra vulnerable when you're betrayed by family or someone you trusted. Yeah, there's something incredibly makes that makes you feel incredibly vulnerable, incredibly alone at times like that. And, you know, Ahithophel was someone that literally David described getting counsel from him as getting counsel directly from the face of God. That's how much David trusted Ahithophel. He loved him. Yeah. And there was what David viewed as a very strong relationship there. And um, that's that that man betrayed him. That man gave counsel on Absalom on how to destroy his own father. And so David just comes is coming before God, and he's looking to God for vindication. He's looking for God to help in this situation because there's nothing he can humanly do. God has to intervene on his behalf. God has to show himself strong. And those place that that betrayal leaves you in a vulnerable position of dependence in God, like few things, because if you become bitter, you become as bad as the person who's hating you, the person who's trying to destroy you. And so bitterness is not an option. Hanging on to resentment isn't an option. Going to God, casting, as David will say in verse 22, cast your burden upon the Lord 
and he shall sustain me. It makes me think of Matthew 11. Come unto me, all ye that are weary and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and this goes down to my my famous quote. You know, you can uh, you can pick your car, you can pick your nose, but you can't pick your relatives. And, uh, you know, in some relatives. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I saw a guy that stops on the other night. He was he lost his index finger up in his nose. But this is what I was thinking about. <laughs> going back, it's hard to go back serious after going down that road. I want you to know that. But uh, let me just say this to you: some of you who've been hurt by family, just know that many are blinded. Uh, many are blinded by the evil one and uh, uh, the dim lights of this world and uh, lasciviousness and lust. And I, I will tell you this. I had a friend of mine tell me, follow the money. You'll get the answers to everything. Follow the power. And I, I think Absalom was looking for more power. Uh, uh, and Hippophel was looking for more power through Absalom. Absalom wanted to be the king, the son of David. And Ahithophel wanted to be Absalom's guy had a name like Ahithophel. They were people that David loved, honestly. It was his son. And when you, if you go back and you look at your family and those people who've done you wrong, and um, and and Stephanie's, you know, she's no uh, rookie to this stuff. I mean, her dad for many years has been hurt by her uncle and, and so on. We could go on and on. There's There has been wickedness through the years that we've all been through, and it permeates in us, and it hurts more than anything when it's family. Now, in my family, we were raised, you don't mess with your family. Uh, you know, if somebody messes with your family, you beat the snot out of them. I mean, that's the way I was raised. I mean, I wasn't a Christian, but I remember this one boy, he grabbed my sister the wrong way. And uh, the next day when I got on the bus, I punched him in the head as hard as I could while holding his hair. And I got suspended for a couple. It was great. Went home. Mom mom took me for some fresh burgers down at the Dairy Brothers uh, stand there in, uh, Put in uh, Pomfret, Connecticut. But anyway, this is what I'm saying. If you're in a place right now where it feels terrible and your family's letting you down and all that, God won't. And if you have a family member who's hurting you continually, you have no biblical responsibility to have that person over your house every Friday to be hanging out with them or go through those types of things. You have no responsibility to that. Just trust God. Uh, just go with God. You know, don't put your children, whatever you do, don't put your children around the hurtful knuckles uh, you know, you have to separate. Don't do that to your kids. If they've hurt you, they're going to hurt your children. Uh, people do suck or excuse me, people do stink. And, uh, <laughs> that's just the way it goes. And, uh, uh, and I, I guess, I guess brethren, listen, I don't know where you are today, but I know that God can take you to a better place. I'm not sure with what you're going through today, but I do know that God is sure. He's sure of everything. So don't deny it. Uh, write things down. If there's someone in your family that's hurting you, separate yourself from them. If it's your spouse, you need to get to your pastor. You need to get biblical counseling. And I don't know what song you finish this with, Stephanie, but I'm not going to recommend a song because uh, I'll recommend I'll Fly Away or something. But I'm going to let uh, uh, Stephanie pick a song here and go ahead and deliver that to us as we close. All right. I'm actually getting the words right now. Um, this is a beautiful, I'm on a Ron Hamilton roll. Sorry. They, they fit with these Psalms. Um, but that fact of coming to the Lord, casting our burden on him and crying out to him as our Abba father. Um, he is, he is our dad. When we are his child, when we know that 
there's no sin in our heart, when we know that there's not a break in our relationship with him, we're, we're drawing nigh to him, looking to him to keep his promise to draw nigh to us, crying out to him, not just as God in heaven, but as our father. We yeah. can do that. And that's what David was doing in this psalm. So here's the words to Abba Father. Father, hold me safe in your arms. Father, keep me free from all harm. I cast my care on you, just like a child should do, trusting, loving, all that you are. Abba, Father, I rest in you, you're always faithful, you're always true. Abba, Father, you are my song. Though clouds are dark, though night is long, I cry to you, Abba, Father. Boy, in that word, wonderful, beautiful. That word, Abba, just literally means Papa. Literally means Papa. Selah. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin. For the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.